So while, yes, you can find an OG flip phone, some of the relics on eBay, we're seeing companies develop new models to... Flip phones are hot right now. Flip, flip phone. phone. While it might seem like dumb phones are a product of the past, they've actually remained prevalent around the world and still make up about a quarter of phones actively being used. And yes, this is in large part due to their affordability in developing countries, but it's also becoming a movement among younger generations. So it's been an official week on this guy, the crappy dumb phone, and I'm never going back to a smartphone. We're gonna be talking about my dumb phone. Today we're going to talk about the Lightphone 2. It's been three years since I've had this device. I had been thinking about getting a dumb phone or a flip phone for a while, but then I kind of involuntarily adopted one. My iPhone broke and I loved it so much, I just, I decided to keep it. Despite this, smartphones are still king. Even in developing nations where flip phones are still widely used, smartphone usage is growing. Developing countries are definitely uh, some of the places where, where Nokia has not just as a brand, but also with both feature phones and also smartphones, has a very, very strong, strong presence. Worldwide, the feature phone market is expected to decrease by about 10% over the next five or so years, largely attributed to developing countries making the switch to smartphones. And older generations refusing to use smartphones could be phasing out as there was a 48% increase in smartphone ownership among those 65 and up from 2012 to 2021. But the amount of dumb phones being used by young people in Western countries is growing. CNBC wanted to explore what the dumb phone trend is all about and see if it can compete with a massive smartphone industry. Within the dumb phone market, there are essentially two avenues most consumers take. One being a classic flip or slide phone similar to what was commonly used in the early and mid-aughts, like a Motorola or Nokia. Two being a modern minimalist phone from brands like Light or Punked, whose phones are, in a way, purposely dumb. And these brands are also labeling their phones as feature phones, which is like a flip phone with some additions like a hotspot or a GPS. How do you feel about the term dumb phone? What we're trying to do with the light phone isn't to create a dumb phone, but to create a more intentional phone, a premium minimal phone, uh, which, you know, isn't inherently anti-technology, but it's about consciously choosing how and when to use which aspects of technology add to my quality of life versus tempting me with all sorts of vulnerabilities of the smartphone. In Europe, for instance, you have a culture here in Switzerland and Germany, they call, uh, they don't call it a dumb phone or a digital minimalist phone, they call it the weekend phone. One of the biggest reasons some Gen Zers are reverting to a dumb or minimalist phone is the concern with smartphones' effects on mental health. We all know that what people convey through social media, they only convey the best of their life, which makes others falsely believe they live a lesser life by social comparison, which in turn negatively affect their self-esteem and well-being. The U.S. Surgeon General even recently stated that 13 is too young to be on social media, so some are taking the initiative and in switching to a dumb or feature phone incapable of browser and social media use. It's definitely a trend that we've noticed that uh, people have been like very occupied with digital social media for a while, and uh, a lot of people want to take a step back and get a bit more detached from uh, from that part of their life. I take my smartphone with me absolutely everywhere, so I decided to jump on the dumb phone bandwagon and test out a couple different devices. This is the Punk MPO2 phone. 
my first dumb phone ever uh, sent over from Switzerland in this mysterious box. It has a, a T9 um, layout, which I've never actually used before for typing, so we'll see how that goes. I started finding that Americans in their 20s are on their phones for about 29 hours a week, uh, equaling about four hours a day. That was in 2021. Just for reference, my own screen time trends about at two and a half to three hours, which is a little bit less than average. The vast majority of my time is spent on messages. So now I'm gonna swap out the SIM from my iPhone to the pumped phone. The punked phone retails for about $380 or $400 if you want it in light blue. You can call, you can SMS, you can uh, call and message through Signal, and you can make it use as a hotspot for connectivity. There are other like, purposely dumb phones, like the light phone, which allows for a little bit more leeway, I guess, on um, what you can do. Retailing for about $300, the light phone has a few more built-in tools. We kind of set these guidelines of let's create things that have a real utility purpose. So, you know, something like an alarm or directions or a calculator or even, you know, a voice memo and notes tool. These things have like a really clear use case. There's nothing about punk that is against technology, it's about intentional technology. Right now, I'm actually waiting on a call from somebody who I've been dating for about a month and we've never actually called before, but we're trying to set up our plans for tomorrow and texting is just so inefficient on a phone like this, so we're going the old-fashioned way, doing a, a little call. Hello? Hi. So far, I actually haven't run into too many issues. It's actually kind of nice to be able to just sit with the uncertainty of things instead of looking them up. Um, and I'm still able to text, just like kind of poorly. I'm a little bit more reliant on calling. Um, but... I'm about to have about an hour and a half commute up to our office in Englewood Cliffs because I live in Brooklyn. So I'm not going to be able to use music or podcasts, which I usually do the entire time. Instead, I'll have to doing some reading. Um, but maybe that's for the best, you know? Sit with my thoughts a little bit more. One sort of weird issue that I'm running into is directions. The punch phone does not have any sort of map or directional indicator on it. So I'm having to look up directions before I go for certain places. It's no problem like getting to work just because I have that memorized, but for places that I'm not as used to going, I have to check before I leave and then just try to remember everything, which can be a little bit of a challenge. Okay, so I did have to briefly cheat. I was trying to meet my friend at a coffee shop and couldn't find it, got a little lost. So I just swapped my SIM just to pull up the map. Now I've got my hands on the light phone, so I'm gonna swap my SIM and see how this one goes. So the light phone has an actual keyboard on it, which makes it a little bit easier to use for me, but everything on it is a little bit delayed because of the type of screen it is. So I'm still struggling a lot. One of the tools that they added to the light phone too, which I think is actually really nice, is voice to text. And it works pretty well. You have to go a little slow for it, but overall, very convenient. This is the home screen and you actually have to go on your computer to their online dashboard to add any additional tools past the alarm. So I went in and added the directions, hotspot, music, notes, podcasting. The directional tool actually works really well. I expected to have to put in the actual address, but you can actually just type in 
the name of something or most of something, and it'll figure out the rest from there. The Lightphone Music Tool only allows you to upload basically MP3s, you're using it as an MP3 player, so you have to download music, you can't actually stream it, so I'm actually going to buy an album for the first time in, I want to say, like 10 years. So I mean, it is working, it's not like the best listening experience, but I am listening to music, so it counts for something. Well, I don't really use my phone that much to begin with compared to most people my age. I decided that a dumb phone really isn't for me. And honestly, one of the biggest negatives for me was not being able to listen to music and get around super easily using something like Google Maps. On average, over half of kids in the U.S. received their first smartphone by age 11. And that percentage has continued to grow, making Gen Z the first generation to entirely grow up with social media and smartphones. And about half of teens in the U.S. said they feel addicted to their mobile devices, which can have adverse effects on mental health. So th this is why parents should be uh, encouraging healthy device uh, habits. It's not about prohibiting or banning totally a device from uh, being used. Uh, maybe like uh, encouraging their children to take some regular bre breaks. A recent study found that decreasing teens' smartphone-based social media use by 50% improves issues with emotional distress. But I think you can see it with uh, certain Gen Z populations. They're tired of the screens, uh, they don't know what is going on with mental health, and they're trying to make cutbacks. And from 2019 to 2022, over a billion feature phones were sold globally. I think this trend starting in the United States could very easily move, I would say, first to Western Europe uh, and Australia, and then after that, places like Eastern Europe, and even places like China. This trend is largely a result of mental health concerns and in part why companies like Light and Punk said its devices are popular among younger audiences despite having simple and intuitive designs. A study connecting mental health and the rise of social media from 2008 to 2018 found that 18 to 23 year olds who reported experiencing a depressive episode increased by 83%. So I wanted to change my lifestyle, you know, kind of like get into a slower lifestyle instead of like the fast pace of the internet. We kind of had this hypothesis that, uh, you know, taking a break from smartphones and the internet at large from time to time would, you know, yield a, a really refreshing and positive experience uh, for users. And brands like Light and Punk that are geared toward younger audiences have found success and increasing device sales. From 2021, for example, to the last year, 2022, we did grow 50% year over year. You know, we are fivefold compared to 2018 as with this way. So, but you know, we are not in the millions, we are in the hundred thousands, you know. But, but I think this uh, light phone punked and brands that are, that are new, I think could make a much bigger impact, particularly in the Western worlds, because it's not apologizing for being uh, not a smartphone. In 2021, just 61% of Americans 65 and up were using smartphones, while 29% were using a dumb or feature phone. The biggest question that, that I wanted to figure out is, will they age out or will they move to something uh, different? And as with most technology, older generations were slow to adopt smartphones. In 2012, when smartphones had picked up some serious steam, only 13% of those 65 and up had a smartphone, compared to 66% of 18 to 29 year olds. 
What's assumed is that older generations are still using feature phones because it's what they're used to and have no need for the updated tech. And just 45% of them said they ever use social media. I do believe we'll see higher adoption of dumb phones even when folks like I age out, if nothing else, the dexterity that it takes to uh, touch a, the screen of a smartphone when you get older is tough. Your eyes go and directly you cannot operate a smartphone without having uh, some reasonable uh, eyesight. Older, older generations are, are sticking with Nokia phones um, and, and still doing that. But I think that's also where we really try to bring on top of that innovation so, so they can still uh, function in a, in a modern society. Older generations are clearly shifting away from dumb phones. And despite the growing movement among younger generations, 85% of Americans have a smartphone. And that percentage has grown every year since their inception. But some think the dumb phone industry will grow as well. It's in North America. The market for dumb phones is pretty much flatlined, right, over the past uh, four or five years. But I could see it uh, getting up to, you know, 5% uh, increase uh, in the next five years, if nothing else, based on the more public health concerns that, uh, uh, that are out there. The problem is that humanity uh, is not yet uh, ready for this fast evolving software. Children are not yet uh, ready because they are going through the, uh, the a very important developmental age. So they're not yet prepared to face all the challenges that are uh, currently uh, available on the internet, video games, or the, even the social media platforms. I think in the next five years, we will have major uh, CDC uh, warnings about the dangers of smartphones and collectively um, that the smartphone industry wasn't able to manage on its own and I could see there being some restrictions uh, and that alone I think will will bring out likely parents not giving kids smartphones but more dumb phones in in into the future. There's a reason why there's 15,000 subredditors on the dumb phone subreddit. Like that's not a small, I mean, it's small when you compare it to like Android subreddit or Google or iPhone, but it's a trend that is catching on and a lot of people are really interested in for sure. This is actually one of the best things I've ever done for my mental health because I've decreased the stimulation, I've created more space to feel my own ideas and to touch in with my emotions and just to kind of feel like what's going on with me without all of the noise. The smartphone market in emerging or developing countries has grown rapidly. The global smartphone market was valued at about $485 billion in 2022 and is expected to reach nearly $800 billion by 2029. And the Middle East, Africa, and India made up about 80% of feature phone sales in 2022. But these countries are also becoming concerned about the mental health impacts of increasing smartphone usage. A survey conducted in 11 developing countries found that 63% of adults were concerned that mobile phones were having a bad influence on children. But despite this, mental health isn't really the reason people in developing countries are opting for dumb phones. Price is. 
that has very little to do with capability and parents watching their kids. It has everything to do with the, the price point and the reliability. In that same 11 country survey, 70% of respondents said that mobile phones have been overall good for society. Uh, a lot of folks in areas like India that they'll run their entire business on a smartphone. And, and therefore I do see the, the numbers going up for a country like India. And the makers of Nokia phones said they're still selling millions of feature phones globally every month. However, the U.S. is one of few markets where they noticed growth in feature phone sales last year. While feature phones do make up most of the cell phones actively being used in India, new phone sales are heavily in favor of smartphones. Of the roughly 200 million mobile phones shipped in India in 2022, only about 57 million were feature phones. And while feature phones are decreasing in developing nations, the industry does have a steady following elsewhere in certain niche markets, and could see some growth as mental health concerns associated with social media and smartphones rise. While my experience wasn't terrible, and I really don't use my phone that much to begin with, it's definitely something that I decided isn't really for me, and it remains to be seen whether it'll be more than just a trend in the U.S.